You are now listening to a Rabble Press podcast. I didn't expect some kind of cinematic inquisition. Nobody expects a cinematic inquisition. Welcome, everybody, to the Cinematic Inquisition. My name is Tyler Hoskin, and joining me today is Lindsay Shrapko. Hello. And Mark Bunn. Hey, hey. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, all right, so it's well, uh, nobody else hears it at Albert at the at, at, no. at the end of that. At, at, that way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fat Albert. Hi, hi, okay. hi. <laughs> all right, uh, so it's it's been it's been a while since we we did one of these things. Uh, life happened, and yeah, so. Uh, but as promised, we are here to discuss Apollo Ten and a Half, the Netflix animated kind of animated thing. Yep. About uh, sending people to the moon and it being just before Apollo Eleven, and it was weird. Wait, I don't think weird. It's it's more of a semi documentary of the space program and growing up. In that time era, that's yeah. what it really was. It it's very very much Richard Linklater. Okay. It's very much a uh, you know a uh, summer tale of 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 adolescence. And oh, by the way, uh, a spaceship goes up sometime during that time frame. Because yeah. oh, and there's also a fictional story of him being recruited. But and and that's it. So it's it's one of those things where he's. Animated or not, it's it's exactly how he tells a story, which is he's taking a, a period of time in his life and associating it back to people who uh, can also relate to it in one way or another. You know, I'm not that old, uh, thankfully, but there was a lot of it that carried over into my age group. Everything from, you know, when you're going out with your friends on the bikes and, you know, putting the cards in the in the spokes and going out to the drive in in, you know, the the station wagon and, you know, hiding in the back, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And if I was a kid in in that period, that age, I would have probably made up stories about me being in NASA and you know, fixing everything to, to go on the moon. It, it definitely has that nostalgic feel that you can relate back to if you're in a certain age group. Once you're outside of that age group, I think it loses a lot of relevancy. Try showing that to uh, kids my kids days, or even my brother who's 20 years old. It, that's what I mean. Take Lexi's age or your brother's age. And yeah. they aren't going to understand a lot of it. Did they hang out with friends? Absolutely. But did yeah. they do that kind of stuff they did with friends? No. You know, it's it's like when I watch Stranger Things, because that is, is my exact age group, basically. You know, when that takes place and how old I would have been. So, so much of it I can relate to. Because I had older brothers and I I was subjected to a lot of, that kind of stuff as well. And, you know, I hung out with boys, so that that's pretty much how I grew up. Anybody else, I think, 
even five or six years younger than me, a little, uh, there, there's a fair amount that's, that's lost, you know, that friendship aspect. Absolutely. But some of the things that were in it, even I was like, okay, now that's even a bit of a stretch for me, you know, but it's just like any one of his other movies. It's, it's yeah. about a certain time period. Oops. What did I do? Turn my camera off. Did I? Oh, we don't Turn see on. There. Okay, there, there we go. <laughs> Not that anybody else can see. I just get distracted if I don't see it the way it's supposed to be. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what I expected. Um, I almost do wish it was live action, though. Um, I'm a huge Glenn Powell fan. I, I love him. Uh, going back to, you know, Chad Radwell in uh, Scream Queens and... Oh. I loved him in Everybody Wants Some. I, you know, that movie I actually really enjoyed too. Richard Linklater, again, you know, it's, it's just dazed and confused, but, you know, you. Mitch's, Mitch's character four years later without it being Mitch. <laughs> so I liked it. I think I would have liked it more if it was live action. I think he only did it maybe because it was during COVID. So probably either. Although it almost looked like it was shot on film and then a filter, a cartoon filter was put over it. Yeah, however he does that or however that technology works. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it's very, you know, because he, he did a Scanner Darkly and he did, uh, what, A Waking Life? Yeah. Right? And they're both similar in that respect. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense that if it was done in COVID, this this was probably the best way to have done it and to still get the feel of what he was going for. But again, especially if you're on a budget and there's a rocket involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot it's money. a lot easier to do if it's yeah. animated. And sending you to the moon and landing on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have Tom Cruise budget, do they? Nobody or, has that. Or, or Disney special effects. Or Disney, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot you can say about this movie. If if you're a fan of Richard Linklater, I would say, okay, watch it. Uh, for everybody else, though, it, it definitely... And who didn't grow up in the 60s and... Yeah. yeah. As I said, you know, I, I'm pushing it in 76. Yeah. So... I, again, there's still things that I could have really, I could relate to, but overall, it's still 10, 15 years out for me as well. And I've got another 10. <laughs> on top of that. <laughs> on top of that. So Mark's in the middle between the two of us. Right. But, yeah. I'm the but young even, one. Here. As I said, if if it's a stretch for me, it must have been even harder. And, you know? and maybe that's why I found it a little weird, just because it was I couldn't relate to a lot of it. Right. Right. Yeah, like, there's a lot of those shows that they, they even reference. Like I watch as a kid, but like during afternoons after school because it's on like a retro channel or something. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's it. Like with the the shows that they were watching, I remember watching too. But they still would have been reruns for me. Yeah, it's and, just they were the more popular reruns. Yeah, and I never had to rush home after school to watch a TV show. I had a VCR. 
Oh, no. See, and, and that's it. Like, I remember, so in elementary school, I would race home to watch Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> okay? I would race home yeah. to watch Welcome Back, Cotter. It was, that's what I mean by really, and again, even then, it may have been ending its life. I, I, I it, they could have been reruns. They probably would have had to have been reruns, I think. Yeah, because I think uh, that was like late seventies. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm tr- as I said. I just remember. So when we would get out, if I ran home, I would be able to watch two full episodes. But if I got hung up at all, it, I would just be catching the tail end. But that would be reruns then, because there's no way they would air two episodes at once. Those, um, yeah, because it was what seventy five. Okay, here we go. When did it air? Mr. Volta would have been gone. Yeah, seventy five. Like, there's no way I I'm watching it any first, other way than yeah, first viewing. Yeah, but that I love that show, and of course I think the Beachcombers or some show like that, which I couldn't stand, was on either before or after it, and I just never want. I wanted to just make sure I never got stuck watching the Beachcombers. Even the littlest hobo was sometimes like, eh, I'd rather watch <laughs> Welcome Back, Cotter. That's so depressing. Like, there's little dogs doing all this stuff, and no one's taking care of him. He's just done I'm pretty sh- And I'm pretty sure that was a Canadian production, it that was. and Beachcombers. I'm pretty yeah. sure they were both Canadian productions. See, even back then, I wasn't a big fan of Canadian content. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Canadian content. Boils everything. For me, it was uh, Channel 47, Cable 4, that had all the retro stuff. So he had, like, Perfect Strangers, Murphy Brown. See, I watched that live. See, that's retro for you. (laughs) That's me watching it with my parents for me. You know, ours, um, that channel, I think it was WUTV Buffalo 29 that aired um, Welcome Back, Cotter. Is the Beachcombers and Littlest Hobo? I want to say it was on CIB or CBC. Mm-hmm. It would have been the only thing I think on it. And again, you know, that that was pretty much it. Back before the days that everybody had a cable box, you had a. Well, that's it. I didn't have a VC. I, I even if I did have a VCR, I would have. My parents would never have allowed me to use it, anyways. But even in the nineties, early nineties, it was still a pump viewing. Like you couldn't record everything, right? Like. You had to pick one channel that recorded the show, and then you have these other shows playing that you had yeah. to watch because it's on a different channel. Or yeah, yeah you time. couldn't. Yeah, you had to. Act, yeah, you couldn't use the TV if you were taping something. That's no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like I know um, my dad's friends; they had first choice. So that's the pay per view, right? Before? That's that was yeah. So yeah. it was for it was called first choice, and that's where they would tape stuff. Because they were never home. So in the afternoons, they would tape stuff. And then we would get to borrow it. And you'd see the awesome first choice logo before the movie (laughs) came on. (laughs) But that's it. Again, you had to run home to watch what you wanted to watch. Because you Mm -hmm. couldn't do it any other way. Absolutely. We didn't have this TiVo, TV, DVR. And now you could watch one thing and still tape 10 other things at the same time. Anytime you want. Yep. Whenever Shit. Want. I, I stopped. Oh no, I missed it. Let me rewind that. Start yeah. over. Start oh, live if TV only. over. Yeah. 
Oh so, my god, if only we had that. It would have made life so much easier. I wouldn't <laughs> have missed anything. Nobody would have. No rushing. Yeah, no rushing home from school for me. No, definitely not. Oh, uh, what a time. And now like yeah, Desmond, I mean, he just watches YouTube. Yeah. So now it's you pick and choose what you want to watch. And they're just little snippets. Well, and it's you know, it's 10, all 20 yeah. minute videos. All on demand. Doesn't matter. You don't even have to record it. You can just somebody else has done it for yeah. you. Exactly. Like the they they'll never know. They will never know. <laughs> no. No, they will they will never know the the hurt of hitting record on the the radio station to get your favorite um, music Song. and songs yep. and stuff. You just search it on Spotify now, and it's there. Right. That's mind blowing in some in some in some cases that is mind blowing to me that they don't understand that they have to time it perfectly to try and record the full song without getting the the DJ still yeah. talking over said song. Yeah. And pray to God they you know uh didn't yeah, lead yeah. back then took effort and yeah. hard. You you really had to be dedicated to do it right. Yeah, you really you know, did. you you didn't want to leave you know those papers in those holes to make sure there was a recording. It wasn't like blocked off. Oh, and you had to put the tape <laughs> or side B. They'll never know. Nobody will ever know. Ah, uh, and I mean to times. think that's only in the last, like really 30, 40 years from beginning to end. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So and it and that's again that what the movie's all about is just it's it's nostalgia factor for sure. And you know, it, it's great if you're ten years older than me. <laughs> uh, and then ten years younger doesn't really hit you. No, Tyler's still like I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's enough nostalgia talk. That was a, a shorty, yeah. but uh, that's. I mean, if you really want to know what the movie's about, you really need to watch it. Um, but yeah, we've kind of explained if you're not a fan or not old, <laughs> you you might not understand. If, if, you're, if you're into history and just want to yeah, watch that too. a nice little like, my what it would have been like at yeah. that time, mm-hmm. and again, great. Cool. But that's all it is. It's it's yeah. a, it's a snippet of of a summer in that era it's it's really nothing more than that don't try to deep dive too far into it because there's not a lot of sub substance no it's very it's very one-dimensional but that's how he that's how he writes mm-hmm. but it it's exactly that you want to know how it was back then watch that movie then you'll be like oh, okay all right well, uh, thank you for listening to this week's Cinematic Inquisition. We're, uh, next week, we're going to hit up Doctor Strange, Madness in the Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse whatever, of Madness. Whatever the hell it's called, some madness in that's the Multiverse. That's in a different, that, that's, that's in Earth 838. That's right, what that, that's that's what what that was called. called. Right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right, so thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to a Rabble Press podcast. Visit rabblepress.com for more podcasts.